Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now, for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world on HBO pay-per-view. Ladies and gentlemen, from Mandalay Bay, Las Vegas, uh, let's get Hello sports fans and thank you for listening to the TTM Sports Show. The sports podcast that's by the fans, for the fans. Where you can guarantee explosive debate, trending topics, big interviews and guests and regular uploads. Proudly sponsored by Prestige Paving and Patios and Anstis Grounds and Gardens. So strap yourself in for the latest episode of the TTM Sports Show. Hello and welcome to episode number 70 of the TTM Sports Show. My name is James. And my name is James. And together we are TTM Sports. Now on the episode this evening, we're delighted to be joined by Wendy from the Tottenham Hotspur podcast, The Extra Inch. Wendy, how are you? I'm good, thanks guys. I'm, I'm a little tired because we've recorded our own podcast tonight. So I've kind of already done this through once and I'm starting to feel a little sleepy. So bear with me if uh, if the words... Uh, if, if I'm struggling to get the words out, basically. Well, we've all been down that road uh, several times where you've done back-to-back podcasts. We did one once with the mayor of our town on our other sister podcast called TTM Dark, and it was uh, an hour and a half talking about aliens with him, and then another hour and a half talking about ancient aliens on ours, and that was tough going, no doubt. But back to the nature at hand. So the extra inch, um, how did that start, and how's it going? So it started, gosh, I think six years ago now, which, um, I mean, it's ridiculous when I think of it like that, how time flies. Uh, So I was on a podcast called The Fighting Cock, which is, to my mind, still the best Spurs podcast, I think. Uh, Yeah, I've heard of it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a brilliant podcast that um that I'm you know we're very good friends of the guys that Mm. put that out still, um and I was always kind of this kind of nerdy analytical one of the group. And so the extra inch originally was a kind of occasional podcast that we did through the fighting cock where I would get on someone and it started off being Nathan, who's now on the pod with me, um, to talk tactics essentially. And we realized soon after that we were essentially talking about the same games, but in completely different ways. And and there were times when we were repeating ourselves. So we decided to kind of split the two podcasts completely on very amicable terms. And we became a, a regular pod and then um we we realized i mean to be honest the pandemic changed things for us because it meant that we were recording remotely and we realized that actually we can do that and it's just the content is fine doesn't suffer for it um previously Mm. we've been recording in a studio together or trying to at least be somewhere where we're all together but we just decided actually no we can do this remotely and it's absolutely fine so from then on we became much more regular um like at least once a week if not more um, and it's grown and grown. We've been very lucky to have a kind of loyal following. Uh, we set up a Patreon a couple of years, uh, 
gosh, 14 months ago now. And I'm pleased to say that's that's gone incredibly well for us as well. We've got a lovely group of, of loyal fans who we call the X subs expected subscribers. That's kind of our that's our little in joke, um, yeah. and and it's been lovely. It's got a lovely community over on our Discord. Uh, we're producing uh, the main podcast, which is still free to everyone every week, and then behind the paywall, we've got another podcast which I do with a coach and analyst called Chris Summersell called Straight Off the Training Ground, which again is very much Spurs focused, but it's a bit more kind of about coaching. Uh, and then Nathan's making tactical videos, analytical videos about new signings, or in the case of this summer, the potential new manager. Uh, uh, he he put pay to a lot of managers along the way. Um, and then Bardi, who's the third member, is doing sort of football manager live streams and a book club that he does around football books. So there's masses going on. It's very, very tiring, but incredibly mm. rewarding. And just, you know, being able to talk about Spurs every week and, um, I mean, it's therapy, essentially. <laughs> you, as a Spurs fan, you need that kind of weekly yeah, therapy. And say, it's very useful. Fan, you, you do need that therapy. Oh, but, absolutely. Um, no doubt. From the outside looking in, it must be uh, extremely tough. As a Liverpool fan, when I heard you were t- talking about Diaz, I thought, hold on a minute, he's ours. You can't do that. <laughs> How dare you? I thought, you already did this. You already did this with Deli Alley. You already did it with Ericsson. I mean, and, and there I thought, okay, cool. We'll um, we'll 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 go and get uh, we'll go and get Diaz. But uh, I think um, looking at Tottenham Hotspur just very quickly before we dive in from the outside looking in from the rest of the league looking at Tottenham, what you what you what you tend to see is a club that's got a hell of a lot of potential that climbs the mountain once every three or four years towards the end of a cycle, and then drop out and and, and then it starts all over again. But unrealistic Tottenham fans, clearly not yourself and clearly not James, unrealistic Tottenham fans from the outside looking in always seem to believe that you should be in the top three, the top four, massive super club just because they've got a nice ground and stuff like that. And the frustration from teams from around the league is they see Tottenham how everybody used to see Liverpool five or six years ago, you know, battening down the hatches of history. We're a massive super club when the reality is... Would you argue and just say, you know, what is the expectations of, of realistic Tottenham fans? Where, where should you actually be, is the question, Wendy? That's a very good question. Um, I mean, I think with Antonio Conte in charge, I think top four. Um, and and I, I, I do feel genuinely confident that we can push for the title in a couple of years just because of Conte. But, you know, Conte's there, Conte changes everything. Before that, you know, under Nuno, we're thinking, gosh, if we get fourth, it'll be a struggle to fourth. Um, so the manager elevates us, obviously. And then, as you say, it's it's once he goes, it's a lottery as to who comes in and which stage of the cycle we're at because we're really, really bad at appointing managers. And, you know, we stumbled upon Pochettino and that worked out fantastically. And now we've, we've um, again, stumbled upon Conte through through failure, essentially, uh, and, and desperation, having to bring in someone to kind of rescue rescue the state of the club but I mean I think the, the club is um run very sensibly we've got this massive incredible stadium which you you referenced there and we're at a point now where the income from the stadium the revenue from the stadium should put us in a very good position for the future um but the squad doesn't necessarily match that at this point so there's still work to do um I think we're on the right steps but it is so dependent on the manager and we've proven over many years that we're not great at appointing managers no, um, I, I've I've got the theory, uh, Windy, and, and I spoke about it the other day on the podcast that um, I think Nuno was uh, he was a full guy. I, I, I likened it to the Benitez appointment at Everton. It was a holding position, 
um, until somebody serious could be brought through the door. Um, I, I nothing against Nuno, great guy, um, definitely knows his stuff. Um, did wonderful at Wolves. He's got a Portuguese title to his name, um, as a lot of average managers have. Um, and but it just never felt right. It never felt. It almost felt like it. It was all sort of. I don't know. It felt like you're out on a date with a woman for a few times, but you know she's texting other blokes. Um, you know, it felt a bit like that, and he was kind of the guy in in the chair at that point. But it, it never. He never felt like a proper Tottenham manager to me. Um, and I think surprisingly, actually, Wendy, I don't know what you think about this, but I was surprised at how soon that the trigger was pulled on Nuno, which which enforced my theory that he was a bit of a holding manager until, you know, one of the big dicks could be brought through the door. And obviously, ultimately, yeah, it, it was Conte. I think once once Conte was was given it the green light, I think it was game over. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I like your analogy. I think, to be honest, in that analogy, we were the ones texting the other blokes because it was obvious yeah. that it just wasn't going to work out with you. I mean, he, I feel sorry for him because it just was such a bad appointment from the start and everyone knew yeah. it. I mean, we were up to, we tried to be optimistic. We tried to sort of say, well, you know, at least he's a nice guy. He's got good, solid Premier League experience. It's not going to be a complete disaster. It's not like we're going to get relegated, but he's not exciting. He's, mm. he's hardly a draw for better players. He's is he really going to get the best out of the players at the club? Maybe it's going to be a bit more Mourinho ball, basically, um, perhaps with a little bit more um, pressing. Um, but it was never a long-term appointment, as you say. I mean, the fact that he was appointed on a short-term contract in the first place spoke volumes. And that, I think, meant that he was cheap to get rid of. So they yeah. could pull the trigger so soon because there wasn't a huge amount of compensation to pay. And then obviously, you know, Conte becoming available. They said, didn't they, that it was because... He turned down originally because he wasn't ready to get back into football. How true that is, I don't know. Mm. Was it just a case of he wanted to make sure that Spurs were going to keep Harry Kane? Maybe that's that's a potential theory. Is is that mm. story finished yet? I mean, it, it does does Harry Kane? I mean, how many goals has he scored this season in the Premier League? I mean, um, it, not not as many as the, the guys on fire. The guys on fire at the moment. If you've seen him play the last couple of months, Windy, I would say pretty much from about November onwards. I think I think that Kane's back. And yeah, do you yeah. think But do you think he wants to be there, or, or was he? Did he want to leave in the summer? I mean, we were adamant. Um, we were absolutely adamant. He wanted to. No, I he wanted to leave. I, I was. I, I thought to I, myself. I said all along he would stay. I knew he would stay. Did you ever think he was really going to go, Windy? I think oh. City didn't offer the money. Yeah, that's exactly it. City, City. Frankly, they they could have done it. They could have done a deal if they just paid the money. But mm. they prioritise Grealish, which I suspect they now regret massively. Yeah. Um, I think with Kane, that now Conte's there, it just changes everything because we genuinely have a manager who can have us challenging for the title. It mm. was, I mean, that wasn't going to happen under Nuno. There was no kind of motivation factor for Kane to stick around. I mean, what, he's, he's that good that he should be winning trophies um, and playing for yeah, a, a, a team that can that can push for the Premier League. But now, I think now... I mean, yeah, absolutely. As James says, he's on fire at the moment. It's, and and frankly, there were a lot of doubts about Kane at the beginning of the season. And I stuck to it throughout the whole period where he was underperforming. I just said, the thing with Kane is you have to get him the ball in and around the box. And we weren't doing that under Nuno. We were barely yep. able to have the ball in the final third. The second a manager comes in who actually has us keeping the ball in the final third, Kane's getting five shots plus a game and sometimes up to 10 shots a match with five in the box. And, you know, if that happens, he's going to score goals. I, I expect that now he'll go on a really good scoring run because we're playing some good football. Uh, and obviously that change. I mean, if you've got a scoring Harry Kane, 
then I, I feel very confident for top four, to be honest. And how far do you think uh, Tottenham Hotspur are realistically from from? Ch- I mentioned I hear you mention a couple of years. Obviously, Guardiola and Klopp would may have something to say about that, as would uh, Thomas Tuchel as well. I think um, th- those three clubs are miles away at the moment, without being disrespectful and, and with all due respect. I think Tottenham at the moment, along with Man United and Arsenal, um, are in their own echelon at the moment I think there's a little gap to Chelsea and I think there's a gap to the again Liverpool and Man City I think are in a a, a different space should we say right now being ultimately respectful think um do you think Daniel Levy needs to significantly really back this manager and let's be honest he, he's been very very vocal and said I need backing um are you waiting for the summer I mean what what what's the the talk at Tottenham at the moment in terms of incomings because that's that, that really has to be addressed yeah we've kind of got some some obvious upgrades to do in the squad. Um, I mean, for me, right wing back is is the clear one. I re- I like Emerson a lot. He was bought as a fullback, though. He's not a natural wing back. I think he'd be a really good rotation, really good kind of backup option. But if you bring in someone on at right wing back who's, you know, anything like Regulon is on the left, I think you instantly have another threat on that side and that, that changes the dynamic of the team. Then as much as I think Ben Davis has played really well under Conte, I think left centre-back is another fairly easy upgrade. Someone, you know, we've had, got Romero in who is an absolute baller. He's incredible. If you have a similar player at left centre-back, it just it opens up so many avenues. And then I think the other one, um, I mean, I think we need a backup for Kane. I really think that's an urgent we, need we, now. That we, is, is we death, can't keep just death. playing him every game. It's I crazy. Know. And we've done it for years and years and years. And it's, we, you know, he's, he's had periods out and we suffer for it. It's, it's crazy. As an England fan, we need him. We watch every England game uh, live in the flesh. We're there. We watch every England game. We need Harry Kane. Uh, it's a, a, anyone well, with I half a brain tell um, those it's important. I didn't mind Vinicius, Wendy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he at least gave Kane some time off, didn't it? And he's mm. he scored regularly in the Cups. Yeah. I mean, I think it was just the one Premier League goal in the end, but that was actually, ironically enough, that was in the game they played together. Yeah. But, um, uh, but I, I, I do think there was something there, and I think we maybe should have just gone for that one. But James, without without putting like without putting the brakes on and without bringing you back in, Venetius, Tottenham title two years. I mean, Minamino scores regularly in the cups. Really, I still think Tottenham are a big enough club to be looking for a better uh, Harry Kane substitution than Venetia. The issue is though, how do you how do you convince a how do you convince a top player mm. to leave a club? Because we're yeah. not going to realistically go out and sign a striker from who's playing regularly somewhere else, scoring goals in any of the top leagues or at like, any of the top like English Yotta. clubs. You need, yeah, you, need yeah, exactly. a, you need a Yotta or, a, you know, well, I would say Diaz. Well, Yotta's Yotta no choice you know. now as far as I'm concerned, Liverpool's terms. But, you know, Could, is Firmino out of the realms of possibility to sign for Tottenham? Yeah, we wouldn't get him. He wouldn't come to us. Uh, he certainly wouldn't come to us to play second fiddle to Kane. Um, I think Danny Ings would have been a good one. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, Same. I, I, I perfect. Think, you know, I even I even like the idea of, you know, Callum Wilson was, the idea of Callum Wilson was floated around at times as well. Um, we love Callum Wilson on the TTM Sports Show. We're massive 100%. Callum Wilson fans. And when believe, he's fit. Believe me, Wendy, we're being serious. But if he's fit, he's in our England squad. Um, huge fans of Callum Wilson. So I'd have really liked to have seen him come in. But with his injury record as well, it's a gamble. What about Tammy? There. What about a Tammy Abraham? I think you know, that ship has sailed now. Be, I think, it, yeah, think? But his value's just gone through the roof now. Um, two years ago, yeah, it could have been, you know, maybe an option. But that—that's what we need, Windy. Is uh, is somebody 
an up and comer um, who's going to come in and, and, you know, develop learning from somebody like a Kane who can also carry the burden and play if need be. Like, you know, Dane Scarlett's too young. He's your third, fourth choice striker. He's going to be a good player. But, but you know, let's let's not remember. We all said this about Troy Parrott two years ago. Well, on Football Manager, but, he was the bee's knees. Um, mm. I can say with confidence on Football Manager, Windy, that James will back me that I legitimately, legitimately won the World Cup just once with England. And this is from Football <laughs> Manager 2012, all the way, every edition. You know, I, I'm a fan of the old championship managers. You remember those with a mite of football on the front. We yeah. all remember those games. Um, but no, uh, again, Football Manager is a big, big part of my life. I love that. When my wife's asleep, the kids are upstairs asleep. I'll be there in the kitchen. I'll be pacing around. You know, I, I would, and I'll stand there, and we'll go one nil up, and I'll and I'll do the thinking sign. You know, I'll, I'll be going like that, and literally, you know, doing anything. I took Australia to the quarters of the World Cup once, um, went one nil up against Germany, and then lost four one. But you know, it is what it is. But back to Tottenham, obviously, a lot a lot to look forward to uh, for the football club. There's there's no doubt about it whatsoever. Um, Obviously, my view on Nuno Espirito Santo was one of... I felt quite sorry for him because he had the same record as Pochettino after seven games. He had exactly the same record. And again, from the outside looking in, you know, we don't follow... I don't personally follow Tottenham as as closely as you guys. They're your club. Like, I follow Liverpool. You probably wouldn't follow the ins and outs of Anfield as closely as I do. But um, he's gone, absolutely. But the next question is about incomings and outgoings. Is Daniel Levy the right man to get transfer deals done for Tottenham? He's, he's, is he too tough negotiating in and out? So I think this is why he's appointed um, Paratici, uh, who's, our, who's our sporting director. I think it was a case of accepting that perhaps his negotiation style um, was not working anymore, or, or maybe... Maybe he thinks it still is working, but needs a different voice, a different face during the negotiation. Um, so removing Levy from the equation, I think, was a, a good idea. And Paratici comes with a, a significant contact book, I think. Yeah. Um, as we've seen in the in the winter transfer window now with him kind of tapping into his old club and bringing in um, uh, Bentancor and Klesevsky, I, I think a good sign. I think they're good signings, uh, but you know, they're, 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 it's retreading old ground for Paratici because he signed them both for Juventus and now he's signed them both for for Spurs. Um, so I think that's that was the idea behind him coming in. I mean, obviously we've just lost Steve Hitchin, who um, who was in a slightly more junior role than Paratici, but an important cog in the kind of um, recruitment machine at Spurs. So it'll be interesting to see how they replace him and, and how things work out. Well, Mark, Mark Overmars is available. <laughs> well, I mean, the links to Arsenal <laughs> make it a slightly less palatable idea, but I mean... Well, yeah. it was all right for Sol Campbell, so, uh, you know... <laughs> <laughs> Who? <laughs> no, I mean, the, the, the actual allegations that have come out against Mark Overmars, I don't mind saying this because a Tottenham right. fan. He was... Uh, he was found to have been uh, sending inappropriate text messages to work colleagues, female allegedly, work colleagues. Yeah, allegedly, uh, yeah. allegedly, allegedly enough of it for them to announce on their official website. Oh, so, right. um, okay. uh, you know, I always knew he was a dick. Well, you know, it's uh, well, it's one of those things. It's Tottenham and Arsenal. It, it, it is one of those things. Great fixture for the neutral, no doubt. Um, real quick one. Obviously, we've been talking already for 25 minutes. It's gone super quick. Um, a little bit more uh, to our listeners, Wendy. Where where can we find your podcast? And and you've already spoke about you've got a paywall as well. But where can we find your podcast? Sure. So um, all, all the usual podcast providers, it's the extra inch um, is, is the pod you're looking for. 
Um, so if you listen via Spotify or whatever app you, you might use, it'll, it'll be on there. Um, and our Patreon is patreon.com forward slash the extra inch. So as I said, that's that's additional content. It's, um, gosh, six, six, seven quid a month, I think, um, which, you know, it's, it's, a pint, it's a pint of beer in London. Uh, so it's, it's worth checking it out for a month. Um, see if you like it. Listen to all the back catalogue. Uh, if it's your thing, great. If it's not, then then you know we we bid you farewell and we <laughs> wish you well. Uh, it's not going to be for everyone. It's very analytical, very nerdy. We're very interested in statistics and, and taking a look at Spurs from a slightly different angle. Um, but we we really enjoy the work we do, and uh, and thankfully our listeners do as well. Um, look, as far as we're concerned, um, it's fantastic to to have you onto our podcast. Um, I think as we start now to move towards our 100th episode, um, we were very much as part of our 100th episode celebrations. We'd like to probably get you back on. We, we would like to do a, a maybe a two or three hour podcast where we bring different people in for 10, 15 minutes of pop to mm. have some incredible at some points maybe argumentative debates on football <laughs> which is what what we all want but uh james we have a competition running at the moment on twitter do you want to let our listeners know exactly what that is we do it is the uh the ttm sports show giveaway so we have got one ticket for england versus switzerland international friendly at wembley 26th of march james is that the right date Yep, it is. It is Saturday, the 26th of March. So we are giving away one ticket to that game. All you have to do is go onto our Twitter page at TTM Sports. You'll see the tweet there. Retweet, like, tag free your friends in it. And let's get this thing out there. And we will be picking one person. We'll be picking it on Monday, the 8th of February. Which is, no, when is it, James? It's the 14th. It's a Valentine's pick. Sorry. It could be a little Valentine's Day treat for someone. Um, So, yeah, we're going to be sending somebody to England against Switzerland and you'll even get to come and meet us in person and collect your ticket from us. Even better. So that's that one. We do have another giveaway uh, next week as well. So we look forward to to running that one as well. But first of all, uh, anything else that you want to ask or add, Windy, or are you okay? No, it's it's been really nice to meet you guys. Lovely to talk about Spurs. Yeah, Windy, it's it's nice to to speak to a, a realistic mature uh, uh, sensible Spurs fan for once uh, I see so many no disrespect believe me if you're following Tottenham you're my kind of person but there are a lot of people I think there's just some people just need to be a little bit more realistic let's just relax you know I've seen people saying Kulisevsky's not good enough after 22 minutes I know, I you know? know. it's, it's ridiculous isn't it honestly if if, if anyone anyone who's tweeted that you are a cretin. It's getting the Yes, it's twenty-five minutes of football in this mm. first game in in this country, and he was fine. He did just fine. Yeah, I mean, I'm more excited. I think Bentacore is going to be the one, but uh, but we'll, we will see. We will see. Um, so yeah, so that wraps up uh, this episode uh, of the TTM Sports Show. Catch us in all the usual places where you get your podcast, but I won't rattle on for any longer. Um, this week, another three episodes coming up, plus a massive, massive interview booked for Friday evening as part of our Global Football Series. One little inkling to that episode, it's The Gambia, and it's the main man behind the master plan. Take that what you will. My name is James. And my name is James. And we'll see you again very, very soon. Hello, sports fans, and thank you for listening to the TTM Sports Show. The sports podcast that's by the fans, for the fans. Where you can guarantee explosive debate. Trending topics. Big interviews and guests. And regular uploads. 
proudly sponsored by Prestige Paving and Patios and Anstis Grounds and Gardens. So strap yourself in for the latest episode of the TTM Sports Show. Sports Social Podcast Network.